you need to learn how to change both your physical state and your mental state to change your relationship with fear, to take control over it so that you not necessarily will never have fear again, but you will fear less and be more courageous. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. I'm going to include this next paragraph because I think it's pertinent to what's happening in the world right now. He says, Hill says, the prevalence of these fears as a curse to the world runs in cycles. For almost six years, while the depression was on, remember he wrote this in the early 20th century, while the depression was on, we floundered in the cycle of fear of poverty. During the world war, we were in the cycle of fear of death. Just following the war, we were in the cycle of fear of ill health, as evidenced by the epidemic of disease which spread itself all over the world. So I think this is a fascinating topic to explore more deeply. He just makes mention of it, but there is such a thing as groupthink. And it is fueled, obviously, by social media now, by all the access to news, the way that the news is fear-driven, we, we create group think around different fears and it can get very heightened and it can cause you to feel a lot of fear and limit your, yourself in this life. You have to really step back and go, is this something I truly need to be afraid of? You know, the evening news is going to tell you that the house on such and such street burned down today and you start freaking out because you know maybe there's going to be electrical fires in your house but every other house in the city did not burn down that day so it's focusing you on the fear because fear sells so are you managing your mind around this fear or are you getting into getting hooked by groupthink by the the media outlets and how they promote fear what is your what is going to be your strategy for managing your mind there's so much political fear that's happening right now there is fear around the pandemic which is real but you can manage your emotions around it do you have to be in fear to take precautions do you have to be in fear to live your life right now. What else might be possible for you? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say, fears are nothing more than states of mind. That's fascinating right there. They are not a thing that you can touch. They are intangible. They are a state of mind. And your mind is, is a thought pattern that moves. You can feel it in your body, right? You have a thought and, and, and then that thought has a feeling that, has a, that is habituated to it. 
Now, feelings can direct thoughts as well. It can go in the reverse as, as well. But they are no more than a state of mind. So if you can control your mind, you can control fear. You can control the state that you're in. So that's pretty powerful. Now, you can move fear through your body quickly by changing your state. Tony Robbins is a big proponent of, you know, getting up and moving, like changing your physical state. You can't be unhappy if you're looking up and smiling. You you will feel different if you do 20 jumping jacks, if you move your body, if you do a, a little bit of dancing or or take a run. That's a change of state. So fear does get in your body and you need to learn how to change both your physical state and your mental state to to change your relationship with fear, to take control over it so that you not necessarily will never have fear again, but you will fear less and be more courageous. Okay, he says, one's state of mind is subject to control and direction. That is absolutely 100% true. You must learn that. I certainly did not know that for many, many years. Up and, up and through most of my adult years, I didn't understand that I could actually control my thinking. You can do it too. Your greatest power is your power to choose. You must choose. You must choose. You must choose. Okay. So that's where the control and the direction comes from is by making a conscious choice. I'm not going there. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. This is what I'm doing instead. This is what I'm focused on instead. And he goes on to say that there are studies that physicians, as everyone knows, are less subject to attack by disease than ordinary laymen for the reason that physicians do not fear disease. Physicians without fear or hesitation have been known to physically contact hundreds of people daily who were suffering from such contagious diseases as smallpox without becoming infected. Their immunity against the disease consisted largely, if not solely, in their absolute lack of fear. So let's not go into hyperbole there. Yes, physicians get sick. Physicians are not 100% immune. But the power of your mind, and I I mentioned studies earlier, but Hill doesn't mention any studies. I'm going to mention studies. A great resource for this is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he has a ton of research on how your mental state will change your ability to um, be immune, to cure cure diseases, um, to to change your state of health. And he recently did some studies with uh, people before and after doing his particular style of work, and they took blood samples. Uh, before and after and, and saw enormous differences. And then they took those blood samples and they subjected them to COVID. So the, the sample at the beginning was before the coherence work that he teaches, the sample at the end was blood work taken after the coherence work that they do. When COVID was injected into the um, pre-coherence work, so more agitated, more fear-based um state, COVID uh, multiplied in the samples, in the, the, the test tubes. 
when COVID was given to the people who uh, post coherent state work, the virus did not multiply. It did not take hold, which is fascinating. Now I'm doing a very top level summary of, of that study. You should go uh, look it up and find out more about it from him directly. Uh, he's a great person to follow and, and uh, learn from. And he, he takes this kind of information and does uh, very rigorous scientific studies on it. So that's, that's fascinating. But the, the idea here is that your thinking, whether it's fear-based or, or confidence-based, determines how you're going to, how the results that you're going to get in all aspects of your life. So fears are nothing more than a state of mind. Can you control your state of mind? Yes. Do you have to learn how to do that? hundred percent. Are there multiple ways of doing that? Yes. I am teaching you the power of choice. Dr. Joe Dispenza is teaching you brain heart coherence. There's many other ways to step out of fear. Taking a run is a great way. We talked about that a little bit. What are your ways of stepping out of fear? Get them down on paper now so that you have something to reference when you're triggered the next time. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say here in this chapter on the six ghosts of fear, that man can create nothing which he does not first conceive in the form of an impulse of thought. Let's just stop there because it's a really important point. You can't create anything in your life, an amazing relationship, uh, better health and fitness, a piece of artwork, a screenplay, a book, an award-winning musical, uh, becoming a world-class athlete, building your business, reaching your financial goal. You cannot create anything which does not first start as a thought impulse. You must have a thought about it. Nothing happens without you thinking about it. I don't think about becoming a neurosurgeon. I don't think about flying to the moon and being an astronaut. That's not going to happen for me. It's just not. It's not in my, my, my field. It's in other people's field for sure. There's no value judgment on this, but anything you want starts as a thought impulse. Following this statement comes another of still greater importance, namely man's thought impulses begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent, whether those thoughts are voluntary or involuntary. That's super important. What we think about becomes real in this world and it and it and it is made manifest into physical equivalents okay now we can think about a lot of things that aren't emotionalized and that won't necessarily um, make manifest right away but the things that you are emotionalizing that's going to be what you act on and if you have a lot of low-level thoughts that are scattered and distracted and and all over the place, you're probably, i.e. lack of strategic focus, you're probably not going to get the thing that you want, that the outcome that strategic focus would give you. So that's a, a way that your thoughts are becoming physical 
equal equivalence as well. When they're scattered, you get scattered out in the world. Okay. It, 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 this is one of the laws. This is like very clear. And they turn into their physical equivalent, whether those thoughts are voluntary or involuntary. So you could be consciously choosing your thinking, or they could be that subconscious thought that is deeply embedded. It can be that low level, um, chit chat in your head, that, that constant voice that's going all the time. And it can be from outside of you as well. Hill goes on to say, thought impulses which are picked up through the ether by mere chance, thoughts which have been released by other minds, may determine one's financial, business, professional, or social destiny just as surely as do the thought impulses which create, which one creates by intent and design. So you must lock your mind. You must be clear. I'm not letting that in. I'm only letting in what is in alignment with where I'm going, what I'm doing. You cannot let other people's fear thoughts get into your psyche. And if you have, cancel those out, negate them, and choose to fill that space with what you want instead. A quick heads up. If you're loving this material, you can access the full success and wealth consciousness program we have to help you achieve your big financial goals and life dreams for free at theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. You will have access to daily trainings and mindset practices to help you stay focused, clear, and in action. So go get it at theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill goes on to say that we are laying the foundation for the presentation of a fact of great importance to the person who does not understand why some people appear to be, quote, lucky, while others of equal or greater ability, training, experience, and brain capacity seem destined to ride with misfortune. You've had that experience, have you not? Like, why is she getting ahead? Why is he getting ahead? I might be better trained. I might work harder. I might have a higher IQ. But that person always seems to get ahead. Hmm, why is that? There's not, luck does not have anything to do with it. So lucky is in quotes. This is cause and effect. We don't live in a random universe. There's a, a cause to every effect. So what is the cause to, of people who seem to be lucky? Well, there are a number of them. However, what he says here is very important. He's connecting it to the fact that it explains that every human being has the ability to completely control his own mind. And with this control, obviously, every person may open his mind to tramp thought impulses, which are being released by other brains, or close the door tightly and admit only thought impulses of his own choice. This is what I mean by locking your mind. And it explains why some people are lucky and some people aren't. And lucky, quote unquote, right? They control their thinking and they line up their thinking with what they desire, not with what they don't desire. 
so many smart, brilliant people, and I count myself as part of this, you know, I this category. I thought of myself as smart, but I was still doing so much that wasn't leading me in the right direction. And part of what was challenging for me was I, I was stuck in a lot of low-level fear thinking. Some of it just looked like complaining in my head. But that's all related to some sort of fear. Heaven is our natural state. We are meant to be in a joyous, happy place. It's not that I'm there 100% of the time right now, but I'm there a lot of the time and it feels really freaking good. But it took me learning to lock my mind, learning to control my thinking so that I wasn't unconsciously or subconsciously allowing other thought impulses into my experience. And you can do this too. How? We'll start looking at when you start feeling not so good. When you start going down some negative energy pattern, pause for a second and ask yourself, what's got you hooked? What are you thinking about right now? Or what were you thinking about when this started? What was the, the, the monkey mind chatter saying to you in your head? And instead, make a bold choice to choose not to, to continue down that path and to give yourself a new direction or directive in how you think. And if you keep doing this over and over again, you will very quickly learn how to lock your mind and refocus yourself on what you do want. Now by very quickly, I don't mean overnight, I don't mean one week, but you can make huge, huge, huge leaps here if you're consistent with this over time. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Today we are talking about the way in which fear can be mastered. Hill says that you can have absolute control over this, which is quite an enticing idea, concept, thing to move forward toward. And from my own experience, I can say in practicing what I'm going to teach you today, it has revolutionized my experience of being a human in this world. Do I have zero fear anymore? No, but most of the time it's excitement because there's a difference between fear and excitement and that is breathing, right? Excitement is I'm being called to a higher level. I'm excited about it. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to, you know, go for it. Fear is being just retracted, scared, um, um, holding back, terrified about what's going to happen next as opposed to going forward and feeling enlivened by, by life. So I can say without a doubt that I have made that transition. It takes courage and it takes practice. So I'm going to give you some things on that today. But first, let's hear what Hill says specifically in this section. He says, nature has endowed man with absolute control over but one thing, and that is thought. This fact coupled with the additional fact that everything which man creates begins in the form of a thought, leads one very near to the principle by which fear can be mastered. Fear can be mastered. 
Okay, it doesn't say you can have absolute control over fear, but it can be mastered, which is my experience of it. So how do you do this? Well, your greatest power is your power to choose. This is our ability to choose what we're thinking. We have this ability that doesn't mean that you're using it. You must practice using it in the face of your habitual way of thinking. Most of the time, we are just thinking at a habitual level. Our thoughts are just going and we are not choosing the direction that they're going in or what we're thinking. We're just thinking automatically. Much of the time that works. If you had to think automatically about you know, how to brush your teeth and, and think about what it would take to move your hand um, to the toothbrush and then up to your mouth every single day, you would be quite hindered as you can well imagine. So some thoughts are quite useful and if they are patterned in a way that supports us, there's no need to, to change those habitual thoughts. However, most of us were brought up with a way of thinking that isn't conducive to our success in life, our best life. In fact, it is based in fear and it's based in insecurity and and quite frankly, it's based in lies. It's not the truth about how the universe works, how nature works. So you're stuck in inaccurate thinking that has you acting in ways, we act as a result of our thinking, acting in ways that goes counter to the way the universe works. So how do we shift that? Well, you must use the law of choice. Our greatest powers are power to choose, so you must choose your thinking. And this is not always the easiest thing possible, but it can be learned. And we have a resource for you that we are about to put out on our free stuff page. This is something that I used to have out all the time for people. I'm not sure why we took it down, but I just looked for it and we don't have it on our website. So as of today, we are going to have it on our website. So you can go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. We have a ton of stuff there. You should definitely check out all the things there. And we've added this practice called stop your spin out. So a spin out is any way that you've gone down the rabbit hole of thinking that is not useful. And it takes you through a whole practice for bringing consciousness and awareness to your thinking so that you can make a better choice for yourself in the moment. It is simple, but of course, some things that are simple are not easy until you make them habitual. So you have to use it. You have to use it regularly. You have to practice this and then you will have it mastered. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Hill says, there can be no compromise between poverty and riches. The two roads that lead to poverty and riches travel in opposite directions. If you want riches, you must refuse to accept any circumstance that leads towards poverty. And then in parentheses, he says, the word riches here is used in the broadest sense, meaning financial, spiritual, mental, and material estates. Okay, this is so important. You must not compromise between poverty and riches. You must refuse to go down the path of poverty. And I want to give you two examples 
of how this recently became quite apparent to me that I was living this, that I was actually doing exactly what Hill says here. And I'm giving you these examples so that you can either emulate them or find other ways to do something similar in your own life. So recently, we went from being an eight-person team to being a four-person team. Um, One person we let go of, um, that was very amicable and by choice, and then three people also very amicably um, decided they wanted to start their own businesses and move on. One moved on to a a different job. So that and and she's working on her side business as well. Um, all of that is great. It's what I support. It's what I teach. It's fabulous. Um, they have my blessing. Was it challenging though that it all happened at once? Yes. Going from an eight-person team to a four-person team was significant. And three of the four people who um, left, you know, went away were my senior folks who had a lot of historical knowledge and lots of information. So what am I going to do there, right? I can either think that this is going to throw me down a path to poverty or it can lead to riches. This is so essential. Did I did I take the situation seriously? Absolutely. Were there some significantly um, intense weeks in in the midst of everything else we do in the business and delivering amazing work to our clients yes absolutely but i was not going to accept poverty i was not going to allow this to to uh, kill the business have us crash and burn set us back in any way i was not available for it did that mean i needed to put in Um, extraordinary effort? Did it mean that I had to really manage my thoughts? Absolutely. I immediately went to, okay, the universe is always for me. The universe is always supporting me. I may not see this right now, but this is for the best. I'm going to better my best. There's always something better. And sure enough, that's exactly what has occurred. We have just hired someone who can pretty much do all three and a half person's jobs in one person. She's going to take the business to the next level. And I am so extraordinarily grateful for that. But there was a moment, right? And and you have to recognize it. You can go one of two ways, towards the path towards poverty or poor, towards the path towards riches. It's always a decision and you have to make it. I refused to wallow in the um, poor me attitude. I refuse to complain. I refuse to, um, and and let me talk about complaining there. I refuse to complain about people leaving and I refuse to complain about the extra hard work that I was putting in, you know, the 16 hour days that were required for, you know, three or four weeks at a time. I was not going to complain about that. That is a choice. That's how you manage your mind and you must, you must make that choice, whether it's a small thing or a big thing like this. Okay. Second example about choosing poverty or choosing riches. So recently we just hired, um, another person 
on the team. So we've made two, two recent hires. Um, and we do a quite an extensive interview process where um, she was quite frankly grilled um, in multiple uh, interviews, three or four interviews. We had role plays, we had various different things that we took her through and she did it cheerfully and with a great attitude because she knew she wanted this job. Then we turned the tables and we said, do you have any questions for us? And she asked quite a few questions, one of which was, have you ever not made payroll? And I was emphatic about my response. I have always made payroll. I've never not made payroll. It's unacceptable for me. I'm not available for that. And like my energy with which I answered that, which I'm only slightly emulating right now, um, blew her out of the water. She was like, that's fantastic. And there was another person on the interview and he said the same thing. He was like, that's that, like, that's the, an answer that most people, um, can't hold, uh, something I'm paraphrasing what he said. And it's super important here for those of you in business. This is one of the things as you're growing, you're always going to be adding more people. Are you going to be able to make payroll? That's a big worry that people have. And you must, make it unacceptable that you'll not make payroll. Like it is, it, I am unavailable for that. And this is not just pretty thoughts, guys. It's not just thinking, oh yeah, I'm not gonna be available for that. You, it, it's more than just a pretty thought. You have to back it up. And this is where, you know, you have to realize that the universe is not a random universe. It's a cause and effect universe. We live by the law of cause and effect. So I put the causes in to get the effects that I want. And I am absolute about that. I don't go, um, I don't fog out about it. Have I ever fogged out about it? Yes, that's how I've learned to, to better my best and what it takes. But I've never fogged out on the payroll side of things. Um, that I am absolute 100% on. And you need to... Figure out what your non-negotiables are as well and hold a line there um, for yourself. So there is no compromise between poverty and riches. Remember that. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So in this next section, Napoleon Hill's lays down the gauntlet. He is like got a strong call to action for you guys here. So listen up. He says, if you demand riches, determine what form and how much will be required to satisfy you. You know the road that leads to riches. You have been given a roadmap which, if followed, will keep you on that road. If you neglect to make the start or stop before you arrive, no one will be to blame but you. The responsibility is yours. No alibi will save you from accepting the responsibility if you now fail or refuse to demand riches of life because the acceptance calls for but one thing, incidentally, the only thing you can control, and that is a state of mind. A state of mind is something that one assumes. It cannot be purchased. It must be created. Boom, mic drop. Okay, let's talk about this. This last two sentences is super critical. 
A state of mind is something that one assumes. It cannot be purchased. It must be created. So a state of mind, it takes an assumption. You are going to assume that this is how I'm going to think. This is how I think. You must assume that this is your standard. You must assume that this is who you are. If you start catching yourself out, assuming that you don't have what it takes, assuming that you're at a loss, assuming that it's going to be too hard, assuming that uh, you are going to be overwhelmed, assuming that you won't make the sales, assuming that you won't have the cash flow, you won't make payroll, assuming that uh, somebody doesn't love you, that you're always going to be alone, that you will never belong. That is going to determine your state of mind. You must not assume what you don't want. Assume what you do want. Now, the second thing he says is that it cannot be purchased. It might, must be created. So here's the rub, guys. You were all brought up and uh, created a set of beliefs for yourself in your subconscious. We're going to call that your subconscious programming. This is where your identity lays. This is your self-image. This is who you know yourself to be. This is who you know others to be, how you know the world to work, how, how you think um, things happen. These are your beliefs and they drive you. And that is your state of mind currently. But it's not getting you the results that you want. You can, you, it might be getting you some results, but if you're honest, it's not getting you the entire level of results that you want. And it, and here's the thing, you are always going to be desiring more. I desire more. There are results that I desire right now that I have not yet achieved. So I'm always working on this. I'm always working on creating my state of mind because I am going to better my best. I am going to continue to dive into the belief structures that have me limited and not executing at the highest level, at the level that I want for the results that I want. Do, do, there's so much more to this, but I want to give you that for right now. And I want you to know that you create your state of mind and it's a matter of choice. You have to choose every single day what you think about yourself, about others, and about the universe. For our bonus content today, I want to go a little bit deeper into what it means to better your best and raise your standards and to, to continue going for more. Because this is something that really um, gets people confused. I know it used to confuse me because when I was brought up, my parents were always asking me to better my best. They didn't use those words. What they what they did was they set a new goal for me or asked me to do additional work or achieve something more. And for years, that was extraordinarily frustrating. Now I have the lens on it that thank goodness they taught me that I could always achieve more. But for years, and I'm talking into my adult years, um, into maybe five or 10 years ago, I... I was frustrated by that because I it, it built this never good enough 
mental picture for myself. I made that uh, going for more, going for the next level, mean that what I was doing was not good enough and that I wasn't good enough. And so many people have this as a program, as an identity. And you have to recognize that the goalpost is always going to change. You are going to achieve, if you are going for your goals, you are going to achieve what you set out to do. And you will always want more for yourself. This is the way the universe works. The universe, God, spirit, source, infinite intelligence is always helping you grow into your full potential, which is unlimited. Okay. So there's a little bit of a dichotomy there, your full potential and unlimited, but we want to maximize our potential. It's unlimited and we can't maximize it unless we keep growing it. And the universe is always saying, here's your next step. This is how to maximize your life. This is how you're going to feel amazing about yourself. Go do this. But if you have the mindset of, oh my God, there's something more. I'm never good enough. That is going to hold you back. You're going to resist that. The trick, the secret, the perspective that you need is that you want to congratulate yourself on everything that you've achieved. You want to appreciate everything that you achieve as you are never satisfied. Okay. So you appreciate the journey, you appreciate the achievements and you keep loving the growth. Okay. With that, I'm Amira Alvarez, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes that really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.